0: My guest today, Jonathan Roy. Yeah, he's a pretty good mixer. Grammy nominated, in fact. Yeah, he's mixing singles that are gold and platinum. Yeah, number one records, too. You know what else he's doing that's number one? He's telling you how to be a great mixer in Nashville. You do not want to miss this. Here we go. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being here. This is the Adam Claremont Show, and I'm your host once again, Adam Claremont. Here's where we learn to start and grow a career in audio production with actionable tips based on personal experience from me and others. And speaking of growing your business, I put together a free guide for you that outlines easy steps you can implement today to help grow your client list and your revenue. Now I suggest spending at least 10 minutes a day focused solely on developing your business. But if you're not, if you're not sure of how to spend that time or what to focus on, well then this is the guide that is for you right now. It's totally free. All you need to do just head over to adamclaremont.com slash client list. You can have it sent directly to your inbox. Now, let's get on to the show. I'm really excited to speak today with Jonathan Roy. Now, John is a Grammy-nominated mix engineer and producer living in Nashville, Tennessee. Some of his clients include Kelsey Ballerini, Kid Rock, Billy Gibbon, Snoop Dogg, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato. There's, believe it or not, there's actually a much longer list more information available at his website, thejonathanroy.com. And you also may have seen him in the past on his YouTube channel, Mix Notes, where he had some of the best videos, tutorials, and how-tos on the internet. So maybe he's a welcome and familiar face and voice. Uh, so Jonathan, John, thank you so much.
1: Welcome to the show. Dude, thank you for having me. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I used to watch those videos a lot. In fact, I've got some mm-hmm. of your uh, ideas built into my template.
1: Yeah. Well... Yeah. I, I stole those
0: ideas from other people, so... <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> you're, you're not taking anything from me, so... That's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah there's one... I forgot even what it's called, actually, because it's just there, but there's a... You, you have this, like, drum treatment, like a mm-hmm. drum bust. that's like this crazy-ass delay through a, to a verb. It sounds oh, like yeah. a racquetball court or something, almost.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... I was too poor to afford, like, an old Sony DRE reverb thing. And so I just built one out of D-Verb. And oh, is that 11, what that, seven, that was sixes. emulating
0: kind of a patch on there?
1: Yeah, you sort of bring it thought. up under everything and send whatever to it. I call it glue, and it just kind of glue, fills in the right, gaps. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's pretty handy. I still do that. That's one of the few things that has hung around the past 10 years or so.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I've just got it built in on a send. So, like, when mm-hmm. I'm I, – I, I don't even look. I just toss on the send. I think it does say glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's it's on sending, the bus anymore, but – it just has yeah. this cool dimension to it, and I just remember picking that up from your videos and thinking, "Damn, where did this yeah. come from? That's an awesome trick." Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that
1: was a Tom Ward algae thing I learned from him years go. ago. So awesome. there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you're in Nashville. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're you're doing great. You're doing some awesome records. You know, I, I've hear, heard your stuff all the time. Um, but you, you didn't grow up in Nashville, right? So like, do you want to kind so, of explain how you landed
1: there? Like, was that always a target for you? No, not at all. I grew up very much a, a band nerd. I went <clears> to a very like snooty jazz and orchestral high school kind of thing and then went to college as like a jazz student and was playing trombone like eight hours a day and wanted uh, to go win a job in an orchestra and that whole thing and then um failed at that and did an internship in a studio and then Kind of had to go at producing some records. So we got lucky, and then figured out I hated that, and then <laughs> kind of wound up mixing. And then I didn't. I didn't move to Nashville until I was I was 29, about to turn 30. So it was much later, kind of in life, thus far at least. But so so why Nashville? I mean, I know plenty of reasons why
0: Nashville, but like for you, what, I
1: mean, what made it? Honestly, I had I grew up in Dallas, Fort Worth, in Texas. I'd lived in LA for a little bit. I'd done that. I'd seen how brutal and tough that was to come up out there. Yeah. I'd moved back to Texas, and then I I I had like I was about 28, and I was like, man, if I'm going to go somewhere else, I need to do it now. I had a friend that was moving to Nashville, and I was like, I've never been there. I don't know anything about country music. <laughs> I was going to hang out for the weekend. So I literally hung out for the weekend, decided I was going to move here. I can, the economics of it made a lot of sense at the time. I was like, oh, I could afford a spot and a place to live. and. Mm-hmm. Whereas in L.A., you can barely afford anything, you know, right. doing music, starting out. So, uh, yeah, I just sort of moved here on a whim, sort of, and just kind of hit the ground running and went for it.
0: That's awesome. And so so at that point, you were mixing, though? That was your that was your thing?
1: At that point, I'd kind of realized, it's like the whole 80-20 rule, where like 80% of your wins are going to come from kind of 20% of your effort. And yeah. so... I just kind of saw, I was like, man, like most of my bank accounts coming from these random mixed jobs from friends of mine in LA or whoever. And so I was like, well, let's move to Nashville and just triple down on it and see what happens. And I'll give myself like three years of like really grinding. I had some other stuff kind of going outside of music. So I was fortunate. And then bills were kind of taken care of. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I did. I I sort of failed into mixing. It was never really (laughs) something, you know, like these days you see these kids that are 15 that all they want to do is mix records and that was, I couldn't have been further from that, you know, so. (laughs) Well, I'm sure
0: you're happy about it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's worked out, you know, I found, I think a big part of finding success in this world of music is just sort of finding your home in it, whether it's, Mm. mixing or mastering or writing or playing or management or you know there's so many different or post you know there's so much stuff you can do with audio and music that you know a lot of times until you really get in the world you don't really know what you like until you experience it you know so
0: yeah that's a really really good point yeah i remember yeah. i remember and i mean it still happens honestly but i remember coming up in audio i mean i always wanted to work in a studio but i remember coming up mm-hmm. in audio and like I didn't realize that half the jobs in audio were even a thing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't know, you know, I the most I'd been recording in studios kind of in th- in college, but I would literally walk in, sit down in my chair, play and leave. Like that was the mm. studio experience for me. I never really cared to walk in the control room, you know, didn't really know any of those guys um until I interned and then started working with bands and and other musicians and it was it was just a lot of fun hopping from like rock to jazz to whatever, you know, mm-hmm. to some live thing to, you know, it was just a different gig day to day. And that's that's still what I kind of like about it, you know. It's just the different. I get to play in different bands every day, so
0: yeah, that's a good point.
1: That's a good way to put it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I agree with you too. I I love the idea of just like moving from day to
0: day to a little bit of a, you know, put it yeah it's it's all audio, but just slightly different hat, you know, it's like turn it sideways a little bit, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different look. So, so that's pretty awesome. So you failed into mixing. That's a good way to put it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was bad at everything else I tried uh, (laughs) until I found something I was halfway decent at and, you know, even today we're a little on the fence someday, so. (laughs)
0: There's a. Maybe, actually, maybe you've heard of this person. There's a songwriter named Walt Wilkins. You ever heard of Walt yeah. being a Texas guy? All right. So I've, Walt I've heard told, the name Yeah. No. <clears throat> he he's got some fantastic songs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Did a lot of songwriting for some other people, and uh, he was mm-hmm. in Nashville for a while uh, writing for a lot of, lot of awesome people. Um, cool. Got a lot of his, great, uh, his own great songs as well, but I remember seeing him on stage one point, and he said, um, you know, the idea is to do this so long so that you're unfit to do anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would completely agree with that. Which is, you it's kind of
0: like you know, it's like sort of take on just like you know, if you're gonna do it, don't give yourself a fallback almost. But like, I like the, I like you that, that kind of point.
1: It's it's kind of true. I remember, like last Christmas, talking to my mom, and I was like, man, at this point, like I don't know, what else? I I don't know if I could get like a job, you know? Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Out, outside <laughs> of this world, like I was like, maybe I could work for one of these retailers or something, but. You know, I, nobody at a bank is going to hire me. I know. Like, what would that resume look like? What, right? <laughs> what's up? Okay. What's up with this twenty-five year long lack of you know employment on your resume? I'm like, hmm. yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know, so you know, you're you're in Nashville. You're working um, at that point. Did you have a, a private room or where were you working from? Even.
1: Uh, my apartment. Oh, I yeah. I got an apartment online. Didn't even come look at it, drove into town, put my stuff in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, I started out in my apartment, and I've had sort of various rooms throughout, you know, the past eight years or whatever I've been here. Yeah. So
0: something worked out right because um, just, you know, looking through your credits and just knowing, you know, a little bit about your history, you picked up with Kelsey Ballerini before she was this, like, megastar. And yeah. you did a lot of work, a lot of mix work on her first record, right?
1: Yeah. And even before that, I mean, I got into that camp just doing demos. I met oh, that's a good great, friend yeah. of mine, Forrest Whitehead, who's her one of her producers um, on those first couple records, like watched my YouTube channel, you know, and like just hit me up randomly. He was like, oh, you're in Nashville. Like, let's have lunch. I didn't know anybody, so I was like, oh, "Okay, like you know, don't murder me, but sure, like let's hang out." <laughs> and uh, started just kind of helping him. He was getting into the track thing uh, for the first time, like a little Apollo, laptop kind of setup. Yep. And so he'd call me and ask me questions or whatever, and I'd, I'd help him out. And then I'd start doing demos for him. He was on his first publishing deal, I believe, at the time. And so, yeah, like we were doing demos, and then that one day, I remember. We were working on some stuff and he was like, Yeah, like this is gonna go to like radio next week and I was like, Wait, what? What are we doing? You know? And it just sort of slowly rolled into the record or whatever. And that was a song that she
0: of... picked up for his?
1: Uh yeah. I mean yeah. we'd been doing songs for her for a year, slowly, two or three at a time, and then it just kind of rolled out into a record and you know, nobody really saw that coming. At, at least from my perspective, you know. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And so I mean you've got I mean there were like multiple number ones on that record.
1: <laughs> yeah, the first I think they did four singles to radio. I think I don't remember three were number one and I think the fourth one was two or three or something. I don't Yeah. Or maybe two of them were, I don't remember. There were there were a handful for sure.
0: Yeah. You know? And so so for you that was doing demos with songwriters. Forrest white yeah. who's doing pretty good for himself, too, like he's got plenty of placements now, I believe um, yeah for his name
1: force is killing it now, like, absolutely yeah, yeah he's that, that record changed a lot of people's lives, I think um that we're starting out here, so uh but yeah, that was just doing demos, you know, I'm a big believer in in audio, a lot of what we do is it's a service gig, you know it's not really. Right about us, really. Um, It's really about, like, if you want your phone to ring, it's all about solving problems for other people. And Mm so that's always kind of my mindset, is looking for people that need help in whatever way. And if if I can fit in that arrangement somehow, then it'll usually roll into work or or whatever, whether that be publishers or writers or, you know, whatever's going on, music supervisors. So...
0: So along those lines, I'm curious, and maybe you already said this and I missed it, but so when he called uh-huh. you that first time, just out of the blue, this, this person contacted you. You don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> he saw your videos. W- were you just solving a problem? Did he have a question? You're just kind of like, hey, yeah, let's just hang out and talk shop, or was he like, hey, I need a, I need your service. Like, uh, it-
1: no, we just we just hung out. Um, yeah, probably for a couple hours, just talking about music. And he was still very new to town. Had been here, I think he'd been here like a year or two before I had, but he, he had just kind of gotten his first publishing deal and it started getting really into recording or whatever. So, mm. um, yeah, we would just hang out and then an opportunity came around to like, you know, I was like, Oh, your stuff's really good. If you ever need help, like hit me up, like whatever, like I'll, I'll mix whatever, like I've got time. And it slowly just rolled into more and more work as, as time went by.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's awesome. I mean, I, I haven't had the result that you had with that one. <laughs> but but, yeah, that, the, but the idea when people just call with a question, not necessarily mm-hmm. with a job. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just give them the cold shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because there's no check attached to it. Because I, I've I sure, found yeah. that having that sort of you know, just you know, free free attitude of like, let's if you need help, just you know, I've got an answer. And you know, just being known yeah, as someone who can give you an answer, and just you know whatever happens absolutely. on the line, it'll happen, or maybe it doesn't. But it,
1: yeah, with, more you know, to within within reason, you know, like I I like to think all my clients know they can call me or email me or text me whenever, and yeah. if they need something, you know, if 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 I can if I can help them out, I'm happy to do so. You know, if it makes sense. So yeah, but but yeah, I mean, this whole job is about helping people, whatever they're trying to do, and playing your part in that. So yeah. Like, if you really want to be successful at it, it's, you know, even even as like a session musician or a player, it's, you know, you're on the gig for somebody else's behalf, you know. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, Keep the perspective.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so that so, you know, so you became friends with Forrest. He started, you know, you started working together doing the demos. They got picked up. Kelsey Ballerina had this record that absolutely blew everybody's mind, especially in Nashville. Huge, huge mm-hmm. success, um, but that wasn't it. They they called you back, so <laughs> you clearly had yeah. a lot to offer that they recognized from that first record because they called you back and you did more on the, the follow up.
1: Yeah, I did a handful of tunes on the the next one, um, and but even between that, you know that that it opened some doors. I don't think I don't know that that stuff really makes. The phone ring more but it definitely people will trust you at that point you're kind of like a proven like okay he did this so like I feel fine hiring him for ABCD whatever you know yeah absolutely so, and then from there it was just a matter of getting out and networking and you know I always say like once you get kind of a break and a door opens for you like that's what I see a lot of people fuck up and that like they'll get lazy at that point or they'll they'll get a little check. And then they'll like take time off, and you know whatever, and it's like, no dude, like you can get meetings with anybody now, like yeah. triple down, like work harder than you've ever worked at this point because it's just you know your career will go up and down, and so when you're up, like you really want to triple down and make new connections and do what you can to to keep it going forward, I think yeah
0: that's that's good advice there, yeah. Um, and, a, and a Grammy nomination doesn't hurt either, which is what you got for that second, that second record, yeah. unapologetically. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there were—I'm pretty sure there were like 12 mixers on that record, but yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't. <hurt. laughs> yeah. And a humble attitude,
0: obviously, which is clearly yeah. what I'm noticing right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm
1: I'm I'm my own worst critic for sure.
0: <laughs> so, so. You know, being in Nashville, people, you know, tend to peg people living in Nashville as just straight up country people. But I mean, you know, mm-hmm. her, her records are like, you know, she's like on that, that like pop, pop con- country yeah. cusp type of thing. What, yeah. what kind of things are you working on mostly? Is it, is, is it in that kind of vein? Or I mean, you mentioned you, you dabble here and there in other genres.
1: It's kind of all over. Um, I mean, there is a lot of country stuff, you know, just being here, you can't really get away from it, even if you wanted to. But I do a lot of work with a couple of, like, sync TV promo trailer stuff. So it's a lot mm. of, like, big, huge rock, you know, dr- overly dramatic pop kind of stuff to, like, I'm doing... I got to do a hip-hop thing later, and then I got two Chris Young things I have to finish for a friend. and Cool. So it's, you know, and then I have a Disney instrumental thing for this show I've got to do later this week. So it's it's kind of... For whatever reason, for me, it's you know everything but the same thing over every day. So, which is fun. I I, I like it that way.
0: Yeah, I always say I never you know I don't really have much control of who's calling me.
1: <laughs> no, no, yeah. You always just say thank you and you yeah. Know, the only thing you work. control is just best. if you
0: are gonna accept it or deny it, and I, don't, I mean I'm not yeah. really up for saying no to much. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so uh, so but it's but it sounds like it's it's music for television, right? Is it still music or are you? Diving yeah it's into, all, like the dialogue all, and mixing all that kind it, of thing,
1: yeah it's all music um I've done a couple post jobs, which is super new to me and super scary. I did one last year that I probably shouldn't have been hired for, but I knew the guys and you know they were cool with my, all my dumb questions and um, <laughs> it, it ended up I learned a ton it, it probably took me twice as long as it should have but um it, you know I love doing different things and yeah i'll I'll learn something new and some technique that I could apply to something else or, you know, so.
0: Is that something you're going to be pursuing more,
1: you think? Like audio post? Well, I mean, you know, I feel like Atmos is massive right now. Yeah. At least at least in Nashville. There's there's rooms going up all over town, and they're all, they're all you can't even get them. They're all booked out. Um, yeah. A lot of these labels are remixing their entire catalogs in Atmos. I know Netflix and a lot of these streaming companies are only taking Atmos deliverables yeah, the other dying so for it. So it, it seems like that's kind of something that if you're young right now and you want to get into this, like if you can find a way to get into a situation where you can learn that system really well, I would definitely do that, you know, because yeah. there's not a ton of people um, that are doing it, I'm sure. There's also not um, a ton
0: of rules, so there's no one to go and tell you, like, hey, you did that wrong. <laughs>
1: that's true it's It's, it's still just kind of
0: open for interpretation right now
1: kind of the wild west (laughs) as far as putting it all together got you yeah yeah so that's that's it's that's definitely something i have my eyes on i don't know um what that looks like for me in the future but it's 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 definitely interesting so
0: yeah i mean i I definitely don't have a room that's equipped for that but i've got i've got the renderer the dolby renderer and i've played with that and what i think is cool i don't know i don't know if everyone is even aware of this i'm sure you are but like the, with the render, you've got like that. You can put on headphones, mm-hmm. and it will simulate Atmos. So you can still just put on a pair, and it's awesome. Like it's really good. Yeah. I remember yeah, like heard... twenty years ago putting on headphones, and there was this—I th- I forgot who made it actually. Uh-huh. There's a bunch of people probably, but there was like it was like a surround sound simulator. Okay. And it kind of gave me a headache. It was yeah, kind of yeah, didn't really it, work. It was yeah, it was yeah. like all phasing, kind of weird. But the yeah, way that Dolby's uh, doing it, it's freaking awesome, man.
1: I was I was told you could do the job on headphones but to do to do all your renders you've got to get in a room
0: yeah and on the, the hardware rig to
1: yeah yeah to yeah. do all the prints or whatever so
0: but if you're just um, trying to figure it out for 300 bucks you can get into you know yep. the, the exactly. Dolby's renderer for Avid mm-hmm. and put some headphones yep. on and you can pretty much do as much as anybody else can do until the point of output
1: <laughs> yeah there's even i forget who put, i think Netflix put it out they they released like a full Atmos session for free yeah. So if you so if you wanted to download it and I guess yeah you know put the three three bills down for the the headphone thing then you know there there you go like now you're learning yeah a no real kidding. session so yeah yeah that's uh, it blows my mind
0: <laughs> yeah and it's, it keeps on coming up everyone is so interested in it but yeah just... it's
1: it's there are rooms going up all all over town I've, I'm friends with a lot of the guys at Westlake Audio and mm. you know every time I go down there they're doing an order for an Atmos thing somebody's putting in or they're upgrading something to Atmos or, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, they were telling me, they're like, Oh dude, it's, it's everywhere. Like, you know, and all these streaming companies or they've, mm-hmm. they've got budgets for it. So it's, it's definitely a good space to be in if you can get there.
0: And you're seeing a lot of music remixes done in Atmos too then.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I mean like universal around the corner here is they're redoing everything. Like, ev- Like everything, everything. Cool. So, you know, and it's like, Three dudes in there, just remixing it all. Traits of Atmos, so... Yeah, they you know, definitely... Year, <laughs> years worth of work and job security, so... Yeah, no kidding, it's, yeah, those it's, guys... It's definitely yeah. not... It's not it's like going the anywhere, Goldfish. not like... Because the, the surround thing in the 90s just never really caught on, I don't think. To me, at least, it didn't seem like... Still not, Everybody yeah. thought it was going to be... I was in school at the time, and everybody was talking about how it was going to be this new... That's just what it was going to be like, listen to music, and, you know, it just never really happened at all so yeah yeah we'll see we'll see it seems like atmos is sticking though so
0: well it's a smarter technology i love that it will conform to the playback system that you've got available to you
1: yeah i mean yeah, that's yeah, the yeah.
0: key to me you know just making it uh easily digestible and consumable rather mm-hmm. than needing yeah. you know, all these speakers everywhere so
1: exactly yeah. It's, yeah if you make it easy for them they'll they'll use it so
0: well that's cool so i didn't realize that uh nashville might be the epicenter for atmos right now <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's the epicenter, but it's it's definitely, you know, it's it's not it's here for sure.
0: Yeah. And so you've got you've got your own room, right? Where you mix? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have a room uh here in Berry Hill. I rent my room from like Peter Frampton owns the building. So he's around every now and then and I oh. I rent the B room from him and I've been here for 5 or 5 or 6 years, something like that, so. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So there's other people in the facility?
1: Uh it's me. I mean, Peter's got all his stuff here. Um, Chuck Ainley will work in the A room from time to time. And then um, we've got, like, a studio manager that's here because mm-hmm. Peter's constantly tinkering with stuff and mm. has projects going on. So there's there's always something going on in the building for sure. Mm. So there's a tracking room there then. Do you do you ever do any of that? or Yeah. Uh, yeah, I produce here and there. Not as much. You know, I'd say, like, 90% of it is mixing. And then um, any of the tracking and producing I do is usually tv film you know sync pitches and whatnot so gotcha yeah so uh help me out if i
0: want to yeah you know be like a mixer like that's what i want to do or if i want to get to nashville uh any advice on maybe some do's or don'ts you know along the way like how to get to a point where i can you know buy Um, a cheeseburger every now and then
1: but yeah Yeah, you could definitely swing that yeah the cheeseburger for sure i mean yeah the real you know it's not impossible i you know i i had when i moved here i just kind of gave it an honest go and i gave myself three or four years to make something happen and um and there are a lot of you know everybody mixes records now you know everybody you know the kid that works the front desk at whatever record label is probably mixing something today um (laughs) so the work is definitely here. Um, it is, it is tough. It's saturated. It's a really small town. So it's even the proximity of everything is kind of insane. Um, you know, I would say you're going to need a job, whatever that means for you, whether that's driving for Uber or, you know, doing one of the grocery delivery things or working at Starbucks. Like I wouldn't, you know, you don't have to be a starving artist anymore, so I don't think you should. Um, That's a good point. And um I mean okay. I'm I'm just I'm a big believer in laser focus, so you know, a lot of a lot of people will talk about diversity and being able to kinda do a little bit of everything and there's definitely something to that. Um especially on the production side of things, I think, more and more, but I still think there's something to if you look at the people at the top and even the people, like the newer people that have kind of climbed the ladder, they're kind of only known for one thing, man. Like whether that's producing or writing or mixing, they might, you know, they can kind of get around and do whatever they need to do. But at the end of the day, like, like this guy is known for mixing records, you know? Um, And a lot of that. So for me, it was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna move to Nashville, and if somebody asks me what I do, I mix records. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, (laughs) And so eventually, like you know, people will call and be like, "Oh, like let's give him a shot or whatever." But it, it's a long grind. Um, It's and it, you know, with the younger kids these days, I see a lot of them. Like they'll they'll get to a point where it's like, okay, like you know how to mix a song now. It sounds great. You can get it done. The thing I've learned in the past eight years is now you have to mix a song every day or twice a day or three times a day if you have to. You have no control over how well it was recorded. you know. Yeah. So sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's a ton of tracks that goes together in an hour. Sometimes it's it's a few tracks that takes you all day. <laughs> but you've got to be able to do that day in, day out, and not go crazy and, and do all the prints, do all the stems, bill... Do the invoicing, chase the money, make sure you're actually getting paid, <laughs> right. which is super important that nobody talks about. And so it's, it's a little more than just, you know, working on your one mix for the week or whatever. Like, you know, you have to finish the job and yeah. do the next job. It's, it's kind of like waiting tables in a sense. It's like, you got to flip tables to make the business work. Otherwise you're just, you're going to go broke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the trick. You have to get used to being very decisive, you know, kind of following your gut, like learning the tools really, really well, so you can make those decisions quickly and lay stuff up um, when you need to. Um, but I mean, that's a long winded Andrew. But it's it's totally possible, you know. I never want to tell anybody they can't do something. It's definitely hard, you know. You're not gonna make a lot of money for a while. It probably took me three or four years, um, I was doing web design. I had a company I'd started back in Texas with a friend. And so I was coding websites in the morning on my laptop at a Starbucks. And then I would do music whenever I could. Mm. Um, and I did that for three or four years you know, until I sold my side of that company off and I could do this full time. So it's, it's definitely, it's not easy, but you can, you know, if you're really driven and you're willing to give up, a lot of yourself like you can you can make it happen for sure
0: yeah that's cool i love what you said earlier too about you don't you don't need to be a starving artist anymore and like it's you don't. okay yeah. to actually have a job that pays the bills
1: you know it might not I've, be
0: audio is you know that can get you to the point where you can mm-hmm. actually
1: do audio full-time like like i've talked to some of these kids that you know we've got belmont and mtsu and the blackbird academy and mm-hmm. stuff in town and i see these kids and it's like they just don't want to they come out of the school and they just think, like, oh, I have this degree. Give me a job. Pay me. Like, I'm qualified. And it's, like, that's not really kind of, like, go get, just go get a check. And then start working on your craft and building your network. And, you know, you have to realize, like, you're you're building a business from nothing. Which is, you know, if you talk to anybody in business, like, they're not profitable for sometimes years before yeah. they actually, it starts to work. So
0: Yeah, look at sole proprietorships, yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that's
1: the game. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why most of them fail is it's just, you know, acquiring new customers and you need 10 times more than you think you do. (laughs) Um, and that's that, you know, that's the most expensive thing to do in, in any business is just to get the work, you know? So yeah, it just, it, it takes time. So
0: yeah, that's a good point. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's maybe something uh, we can leave everybody to mull on when, you know, they're <laughs> thinking about moving to Nashville or moving to wherever. It's just that point of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I like that, you know, you mentioned earlier, too, you know, you, you sort of gave yourself like, all right, I'm, g- I'm going to do this for three years, not like, I'm going to try this this month, right? Yeah, yeah, It's I mean, just not going to, you need to really you've... be, you know, manage that sort of expectations, that timeline mm-hmm. to the point where it's, it's doable, Something you can yeah. like you know wrap your head around at the at the outset,
1: and it yeah, it just it just takes time um you know, with that said, I've seen certain people just get a really sweet gig for whatever reason, um they know the right person or you know they were they did the right internship, and they'll get hired on and mm. but even but even when you look at that, it's like to go where they're just doing the thing they want to do it's it's like five years or something, you know um. Yeah. Or more, like, it, you know, it's not overnight by any means. And honestly, like, a big part of working in audio, whether you're doing post or records or whatever, is just experience, which means, you know, like, like I always tell kids, like, once you learn how to mix a song, it's like, cool, like, now go mix 200 more songs, and you'll have it. <laughs> like, go mess up yeah. another 100 songs, and you'll figure it out. Like, that's that's the trick. And so, like, when I went into it, that was kind of my mentality, was like, okay, like I'll mix anything I get my hands on. Stem's online. like Now there's so many resources online from these sites where you can download records and that are recorded well, you know, yeah. which is a huge thing, um, and you can practice on. And so I was, I was, just, I was saying yes to anything, because I knew every song I mixed was one closer to where I wanted to be. And so it was just kind of knocking those off until I finally hit a point where I was like, oh, okay, cool, this is actually starting to work now.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's a good point, and I, I think um, you know, with all the resources that are available and all of the videos that are available, it's so mm-hmm. easy to just like binge that, you know, binge yeah. on the book or the or the YouTube or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong ratio. You got to be binging on the work and yeah. watching a yeah, video here sure. or there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like I mean, I watch all that stuff. I I use an app on my phone called it's, it's like a Day One. It's called Day One Journal. It's like a journaling app, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, like when I'm home at night or I'm up cooking or I've got one of those whatever videos on. If I see something cool, I'll screenshot it and I can just drop it in the app and then it's there. And if I get stuck on something, I might scroll through and be like, oh, I remember that. And then, you know, it'll give me mm-hmm. something to to bounce off of or like a little inspiration know, something to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do the same thing when I was in school, in music school forever ago. So it's, it's still just kind of a habit I keep day to day now. Yeah.
0: I, I, I love the content out there, too, but uh, I think, it, yeah, I guess it just comes to the point where uh, you can read it, and you can listen to it, and you can watch it, but what you mentioned about mixing 200 songs, you can't watch and then know what you learned from mixing 200 songs. You have to yeah. actually mix 200, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, the experience, the only thing you get from, mix, or the only way through experience is through time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like... Not time um, on YouTube. Like the first time, I don't know if you remember, like the first time you engineered a tracking session. Oh, and like, like you engineered it. Yeah. And it's like you're sweating and shaking and like <laughs> the headphones aren't fucking working and you're trying I to like know. think of the signal flow and be like, oh, what's going on? Um, yeah. But like there's no preparation for that. Like the only way to do it is to just do it. Yeah. You know, and you're going to make a mistake, but that's how you're going to learn it. And then the next time you do it, it's going to be easier. And then by the third or fourth time, it's just going to be like breathing, and you know it, it's fine. But no amount of videos or books will do that. Like just finding the opportunity and, and making it happen yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well said, man. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much for for taking the time and and dropping all sorts of knowledge I love this this might have been my favorite video I've made yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah yeah
0: yeah anytime I I love that perspective Um, it's just it's just based completely in reality and coming from a good place so I appreciate everything you said
1: reality is a good place to live for (laughs) sure so yeah
0: so for uh, more information uh, to reach out to John uh, you can find him on Instagram at at Jonathan Roy and uh, also the is that right
1: Yep. Yes, sir.
0: Awesome. Um, Well, that's all we got today. Uh, Don't forget, um, got that guide for you, how to build your client list. We are talking about how hard it is to get clients. If you're not sure of the steps to to do that, adamclaremont.com slash client list. It's free. Just want you to have it. Go grab it and get to work. All right. So I'll talk to everybody real soon. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you later. Bye.